I'm looking at the O of Yisrael, which is the... Um, I, I made a copy as well. Um, the Aptarov. When does the Aptarov live? Um, the Roughly. second, third generation. Talmud of uh, co-equal with the Magid. So it's in the late 1700s, early 1800s. Vaidaba yeah. Hashem. And he's actually, this is coming from out of Pasha's Pinchas, but it refers back to Vayikra, um, the first verse of the first chapter of Leviticus. And he says, Dehinek se Vayikra el Moshe. Is that, it? Is that on the sheets? Yeah. That's the second page. Here. The Hinnik Sif. Aleph shel Vayikra Zeira. And everyone's been talking all Shabbos about this small little Aleph, this <laughs> Aleph Zeira, um, in the word Vayikra. Okay. So now it's really, why is this small little Aleph? Lama Yigra Khan Malas Moshe Rabbein Allah Shalom Shenichta Besov Teva Aleph Zeira. And so the question is, what um, what is it talking about, this, that, that Moshe, um, that Moshe himself with the small Aleph refers to his modesty his modesty and i want to quote from uh, uh, something i read which is just absolutely amazing the bridge of the U uss lincoln one stormy night off the coast of newfoundland and a di dim green blip appears on the radar screen so the uss lincoln to the canadian naval authorities Please divert your course 15 degrees to the north to avoid a collision. Canadians respond. Recommend you divert your course 15 degrees to the south to avoid a collision. USS Lincoln. This is the captain of the US Navy ship. I say again, divert your course. Canadians. No, I say again, you divert your course. United States... Steamship Lincoln, USS Lincoln. Let's play chicken. This is the aircraft carrier USS Lincoln, the second largest ship in the United <sighs> States Atlantic Fleet. We are accompanied by three destroyers, three cruisers, and numerous support vessels. I demand that you change your course 15 degrees north. That's 15 degrees north, or countermeasures will be undertaken to ensure the safety of this ship. Canadians. This is a lighthouse. It's your call. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. 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 A little humility goes a long way. I just thought that was brilliant. A little humility goes a long way. This is the small Aleph of Vayikra. All right? So everyone talks about how great <laughs> Moses is because of his... Um, his humility and how great God f loves the prophets of Israel because he vayikar, vayikra, he summons them, not just vayadabe, but he summons them first. But the, the, the Oye of Israel is a Hasidic Rebbe. 
So he is gonna, he's gonna just twist this around to make it fit for our position and station in life. And he makes this statement, Adaraba, on the contrary. Vayikra is mashmaloshan chiba viava. Yeah, that's what Rashi says. It's a loshan of, uh, uh, of, of love. As I said to you, the Nitziv is very interesting. Every, the Nitziv makes the comment that every Rashi in the first verse of every book in the Bible talks about chiba, love. If you just check it out. So he says, no. The small aleph that's at the, ba- at the end of Vayikra is Moire al-Katnus Hasoga. Remember, aleph represents the alufa shalolam, God awareness. So the small aleph, he says, represents the smallness of Moses' grasp of the divine. Katnus Hasoga. The opposite of the way we had been reading it all through Shabbos. Ach, next column, the HaTorah HaKdosha Metaret Atzmo. So if you want to understand where does this poverty of the imagination on the part of Moses come from, it comes from the Pshat itself in the Posuk, because it says, Vayadabeh Hashem Elov, May Ohel Moed, Lema, from the Ohel Moed. Okay, so Moses isn't Moses, the Oel Moed isn't the Oel Moed. These are all spiritual states of our spiritual roadmap. Rotzaloma. So he says, She Hashem Yisbarach hitnatzel es atzmo kavyochel lifnei Moshe. And that God himself um, encourages Moses. Shelo yitma alzeh. Don't be amazed that I'm telling you that your little aleph that I'm writing in the Torah represents a smallness of your appreciation, a cutness of your hasoga, a poverty of your grasp. Why do we think that the, that little aleph refers to Moses at all? Well, it opens itself to all types of, right? The, because already the Balaturim had said that it represents his, his humility. The medievalists have already told us that that small aleph, I mean, obviously, the orthography of the fonts of the Bible have different origins, right? This was a scribal, this was, a, according to the Shadal, a 19th century orthodox uh, rabbinic scholar, the, uh, the little Aleph represented an orthographic scribal notation because it's Vayikra El, there are two Alephs, don't elide them together uh-huh. because it's two o'clock in the afternoon, you've had your hummus, and tahini, and now you're getting a bit drowsy, and you're co- there are ten scribal copyists from that one scroll, and you might just put the two alephs together. So he made it small, according to the Shadal, and elsewhere in Tanakh, the same thing occurs, where there is a double, double consonant or a double vowel to prevent you putting the two together and eliding them and ellipsing them together. He makes one of them small to wake you up. But that's just an orthographic tradition. Here, we're taking a midrashic trope on the small aleph, and the Balaturim already had said that that represents Moses's self-denigration and self-abnegation. So it's not the way the scroll is written is not passed down from Moshe Sinai to put the small aleph. Oh, I, do, I, I those questions I don't answer. Well, you just said that the middle, middle 
the sofrim, the, the, the scribal lettering, the small aleph here and the large aleph in Chronicles 2, is a scribal tradition. We don't know what's the original scrolls. I mean, the Qumran doesn't have it. And the Qumran is an earlier testament to what the orthography of the text looks like. I don't know. Don't be amazed that this is happening to you. He's taking the onus off Moshe. It's a small aleph. You have katnas of Hasoga. And don't, don't be surprised. It doesn't come from a lack in you, Moshe. So then what does the small aleph mean? You just got through telling me the small aleph represents a lack of imagination, a lack of grasp of the infinite divine, of God awareness. So God's saying to him, I'm not talking about you. He spoke to you from the Ohel Moed. So the original translation is, and God called Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting. Okay, that's the pshat. Now he's telling him something completely different. What's he saying? I am talking to you, but your reception from me is a small aleph. Why? Well, because it is dependent on the Ohel Moed. Your God awareness is dependent on, on the Ohel Moed, which we will mistranslate in a minute. Hainu. And now he's getting into Hasidus. If a person was able to be connected to the divine with Dvekas, Bismidus, Bismidus, Hasmoda, meaning in a constant connection. Like this, Tamid, the Korban Tomid, happens all the time, Bismidus. My connection to you, I'm on a spiritual high all the time. That's bismidus, not like a sine wave, up and down and up and down. But but if a person were to connect with the divine bismidus, shelola hafsik afilurega, not to interrupt even for a minute midvekus machshavto from the connecting of his thought bishmo yisbarach with the name of God. Oz hoyashem yisbarach kam kem yiskale elov begilu heoragadol. So then it's a mirror image. If you connect with the divine that way, then the divine connects with you in a similar way. Without any measure, estimation, and boundaries. Look how he holds you. But it's not possible. Let's get real, guys. It's not possible for a human being, Leos, Tomid, Davuk, Bemachshavto, Belokuso, Yisbor. It's not possible for a person to be connected with God awareness all the time. Facts on the ground are. Facts on the ground happen. are. I sleep. I go to the bathroom. I make love. I have to do my taxes. I got to work. I got a day job. Okay. <laughs> okay. But Sorich Lifamim. You see, he's a tzaddik, so for him. Okay, so at times a person has to fall from his madrega, from his level a little, a little smidgen. He's got to come down off that pedestal a smidgen. Yeah, like for us, it's the other way around. 
Hagam she'acha kach teikach ole v'chosel edveikosel okutzber. Even though later on he returns to that wonderful pedestal of divine God awareness. Im kolzeh, nevertheless, bitmidus in a constant fashion efsha. There's AC and DC. DC is not possible in the spiritual life. Without any hefsek. And as I said before, to the degree to which you can be on your spiritual high, it is met with a divine response in equivalence. So if you are constantly with the divine, he's constantly with you. If you have to fall from your... Le- the, fa- the sailor who fell from grace with the sea, then he's going to f- be distant from you. Okay. Wasn't well, that obvious? I mean, if yeah. we're connected, yeah. we're connected. The connection goes, it's both ways. It goes both, both ways. Both ways, right. So we're not really saying anything other than that, I don't think. No, he's setting it up. That's the basic rules. Now he goes into the exposition of this little Aleph. Unlike you and me, Moshe was on that DC current. He was there constantly, constantly connected with the divine. So he is the perfect man, and he hasn't interrupted his devakus of his thought with godliness for one minute. So for him, Moshe Rabbeinu, God revealed himself at all times in the mirror image, which would make the Aleph of Vayikra an Aleph Ravrava. A Ravrava. Why is it a small one? It should be a big one. He's calling to Moshe. Moses is in constant divine contact. So the Aleph should be big. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the, uh, the up to Rav's question. Mm-hmm. You just said it. You set it up that way. You told me his aleph means a katnus in hasogo. It's a limitation in my God awareness. Mm-hmm. And then you got and say, well, everyone has to have that because we're only human. Except Moses. Moses, he's in constant contact. Okay, well, then God mirrors him constantly. Okay, in that case, why isn't the aleph big? Mm-hmm. So now comes the Chiddush. Ach machmas sheha Knesset Yisrael, top of the next page. Because Knesset Yisrael has Ayubechinus Katnus. Am Yisrael, at that moment in Vayikra, after the Egel, after the sin, and after everything, and after all the murmurings in the wilderness, right? They are in a Bechina of Katnus. That means that their relationship with the divine is diminished. Not Moses, but Right? We're not talking about Moses. Because they had um, they had polluted their actions, Noflumi Madre Goson, they had fallen from their their level, Umi Mahshavtam, and their thoughts, Bidveka Zelokus Yisbarashama. Because of their actions, that triggered their disconnection from the divine. And only now, that's who we are. It's on rare occasions that we feel that connection, right? For me, it's Kol Nidre, it's um, Erev Shabbos in the Tansel after Davening, 
when the rabbi grabs my hand, I feel like an electric shock going through me. It's crazy. I, don't, I can't explain it. And rarely do I get to dance next. But sometimes he'll grab my hand. And, you know, when I'm, my children are around me and I'm just in, bathed in delight. <laughs> and, you know, I'm connected, right? Mm. And that's the point we're going to retranslate that word. And God called to Moses and said to him, from the Ohel Moed, is now mistranslated. God is telling Moses with the small Aleph that, 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 that the spiritual life is not like you, boy. It's not the DC, it's AC. And how? Because the rest of the people that you represent are in that mochin dekatnas. They are in that smallness. They don't have God awareness all the time. And the proof is the word Oel Moed. Oel Huloshan or Kamo Behilol Neri Al Roshi, right? The Posak in Job, that, that the Ohel is this tent of light. It's, a, it's an aspect of, of uh, Behilo Neri, Ohel, Hilo. He covers me with the shadow of light. Umoed Loshan's man. So that shadow of light is periodic. Moed, like Yontuf, it's periodic. So I'm telling you, Moses, something that you don't know about your people, that they're not like you. You think they're just like you and they're on this high all the time. No. Ohel Moed means that this Dvekas, this Aleph Ravrava, this wonderful high, spiritual high that you are on, it's Ol Moed. Unfortunately, for the people you represent, who are merely human, it's temporary Moed Uzman. It is a temporary high. And therefore, wonderful notion that the Kriya, the orthography of the lettering, is representative of the people you represent, not you. That's the finish. Uh, am, am I missing something? It, it, it's, you're doing it with the word Ohel Moed itself? The proof of the small Aleph means that the Dvekas, Vayikra, I'm summoning you to be in contact with me in this spiritual high, is only Ohel Moed. The light is temporary. Ohel is Behilol Nero, the, the lamp that gives light, right? Behilol, it's a pun from Job. Um, Job 29.3. Moed means, it's not the tent of meeting. It's the light is temporary, meaning the high, the spiritual high, where they connect with me and I connect with them, is a temporary thing. <laughs> they are not people who live on your level of high in a constancy to meet them. Like Moed comes and goes? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. That, okay. Uh, he doesn't stop there. He's not just talking about... When I'm summoning you, Moshe, I'm not just summoning you as an individual. I'm summoning you as a leader, but not just as any leader, as a servant leader. It, what's fascinating is Moshe Rabbeinu was such a great person and such a great leader, but yet he has this blind spot. It's, it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Mitzvahs. 
So he is speaking to Moshe and he's actually educating him about the spiritual life being ups and downs, that it's not perfect, that sometimes people are in the blotter. <laughs> and he's talking about the behavior of Knesset Yisrael, Alpitoro Mitzvahs. How can he talk about it? Because he's the source of their souls. All the souls come from 600,000 letters. The 600,000 Israelites, each one has a makor in a letter of the Torah. The letter of the Torah is the name of God. So they're just permutations on his name. So even though Moshe himself, he's Mr. Perfect. He's the homo perfectus. <laughs> Nevertheless, that's the huge Kiddush. That he didn't speak to him. The purpose of his intercourse with Moshe was only as the servant leader for Knesset Yisrael. He spoke to him, but not just speaking, and not from a location, I'm speaking to you from the Oel Moed, that's just a location geography, that couldn't mean anything to us. He's speaking to us, whatever that word means, in the aspect, in the principle, in the archetype, in the matrix, it's a different matrix, it's not geography, but it's my spiritual state of mind. Ohel Moed Lemo, Rotsaloma, Sheyomal Yisrael. That he should tell Am Yisrael, you're a servant leader. You've got to explain to them what the spiritual life is about. Lamo, go and tell them. What? Not the, the, not the sacrificial cult. I'm talking about madregas in spirituality. Haim hoyu ozrak bebechinas oel moed. Tell them, guys, what you are experiencing is the fact of the spiritual life. The it's sine wave. O-L Moed. It is light that is only temporary. It only comes in temporary times. You cannot live in a world in which that nirvana is present the whole time. And that is why, very unique, it's a very novel interpretation, unlike all the other Mephorshim, of that tiny little Aleph. It has nothing to do with Moshe. It has to do with the people he represents. Not only that, it points to the alufa shel olam, meaning God. Well, that we knew that from the Balaturim. But itara she itra lo imo, rashi tevis ima, ima ila'a. Right? The great mother, the cosmic mother. That we knew already. But what he's troping and what his knech is, that that olive Zaira isn't reflective of you, not on your anivas, none of that. It's reflective of Knesset Yisrael. Not only that, it's proscriptive, not descriptive. It's not the fact that, okay, there are, you know, that would be Musa, right? Ah, oh, you're just a, a schmatter, you're a schmutz, dick. Ah, oh, make yourself better. No, that's the very nature of the Ruchniistic life. And then he says, I already spoke about this in, in Pasha's Vayikra, because we're taking this out of Pasha's Pinchas. And Pasha's Pinchas, he's taking it from Vayikra on a posse, Vayedabel b'nei Yisrael, Korbani lachmi b'moado. 
Oh, you shall bring me my offerings bermoado. So the Aptarov is, is, is something's triggering him on the word moed. Ohel moed, moado. This is the korbanos, the sacrifices you should bring bermoado. Tzavis b'nei Yisrael v'yomata aleim as korbani lachmi lishai reach nichoach tishmu lahakriv li bermoado. This is, we say this all the time, right? These are the, the sacrifices that should be taken in their appropriate times. The morning sacrifice, the afternoon, the tomid. The... And so he's troping on that moado. Well, how does he get from that? Tzadik ochel asova nafsho. So the medrash in the Yalkut in Bamidbar brings a posuk on that moado and says, you know, a tzadik only eats enough to satisfy himself. He doesn't gorge he never eats unless he needs to satisfy. Tzaddik, meaning you think you're feeding God on this sacrificial altar. You think he's hungry? You think he needs your sacrifices to feed himself? I don't receive any uh, benefit. In, as if you can think that <laughs> God is perfect, doesn't need anything, right? Anything, I need no thing. Elo horeach, except for one thing, the reach, the smell. Now the Gemara says that when a Kohen brings a carbon, he has to do it with intention. The intention is l'shem reach and l'shem nichoach. Meaning, when I'm bringing the carbon, I have to have in mind as the Kohen that I'm doing it for the sake of the smell and l'shem nichoach, meaning for the sake that it's giving God pleasure. Like the Rav said yesterday at the Shalashudas, right? That I'm doing a mitzvah because it's giving God pleasure, not because I'm davening for myself, not because I'm doing a mitzvah so I get brownie points. I have to do it because I'm giving, he was quoting the Sam Sofa, that I'm doing it to give the Rabboni Shlolem pleasure. Mm. Okay? And now we come back, right? Asher Tamri Lefanei El And so he comes to this and comes back using this Aleph Ze'era Vayikra and says, Adam ki yakriv miken karbon, a person who brings from yourself a karbon. What is the word miken? It's obviously from you, Kem. A person who brings a sacrifice. What do you mean? A sacrifice from you. It's Adam. We just got through saying in the third person. A person, in the third person who brings a sacrifice has to do it the following way. So what's the mikem from you? From all of you? What's that got to mean? Hainu ikaha korban lashem hu mikem. That is, the function of the korban is on the receiver, not, not on, the, on God, but on the one who's bringing the korban. Don't think that he needs your korban. The function of the sacrificial cult and what we call davening as a substitute for the sacrifice is for our purpose, for our benefit, not for his. So therefore, the ikah of the joy that God gets by your bringing the sacrifice, because he says in the Medrash, I don't have any need for that. I don't have any benefit from your sacrifice. Is rak Meaning, the only reason that 
I am telling you to bring the sacrifice is what? That the man himself is makriv and mamshich hashpos meito yisbroch lechol oilom eselyonim v'tachtonim. It's a Kabbalistic idea. That is, nothing comes from above unless it's triggered from below. It has to be triggered from below, whether it's through Torah mitzvahs or through personal suffering. There has to be a trigger that triggers the divine to allow the flow of hashpa'ah, spiritual flux, to come down into the spiritual worlds and down into the physical worlds. So I don't need it, he say. I don't need it. But what? The purpose is mikem. It's for your purpose. Why? Because the world has to be sustained. And the only way the world will be sustained in the finite place from the infinite is by something in the finite triggering the infinite to bestow it. And that's the korban. That's the Torah mitzvah. What's the smell? It's a, it's the reich is the spirituality. The spirituality, the reich nichoach, that comes from ruachaim. That's the that's the chius that comes down into the world. The Baal Shem Tov talked about reich nichoach being the ruachaim. Now, the question is, how do you fit this in with the vayikra pasuk? Why is he bringing the vayikra pasuk into this discussion of, of, of a posseg in Bamidba, it's Korbani Lachmi, the Moado. Ah, he wants us to know that Moado, Moed, is something temporary. It's the three foot festivals, the, the Moadim. It's the spiritual life that's Moed, that's temporary. So what he is telling us by bringing the apposition of this beautiful Medrash in Bamidba, and our posuk in Vayikra that has nothing to do with the sacrificial cult is the Ohel Moed and the word Moado. And the deeper explanation is what? That the korbonus that you bring are not Tmidi. They are the Moado. They are spiritual opportunities for you to reach that Moed time where you can connect with the divine so that the spirituality comes into the world. Does that make sense? He's using the trigger of that whole taich of Vayikra and the small Aleph, the Oel Moed, and it's God's teaching Moses that the spiritual life is only a temporary thing, a temporary meeting with the divine. That's the nature of it. Don't be upset by that. And he's plugging it in to this wonderful Midrash from the Yalkut that um, it's Karbani Lachmi Bemoado, God saying, I don't need it. This is for you. It's Mikem. But what he's adding is that Mikem is a spiritual opportunity that doesn't happen all the time. That the Ika Achilava Tanuk Shalashem is which you don't have all the time. It's only when you have the Torah mitzvahs as spiritual triggers, as opportunities to meet the divine, that you are able to trigger that connection with God.